to the Web 2.0 Show with your hosts, Josh Owens and Chris Saylor. We're a show about the new web, the latest thoughts and technology behind internet development and content delivery. We have Tara Hunt with us today from Ohos. Is that how you say that? Actually, it's Ria now. Oh, Ria. It's just Ria, huh? You guys uh, dropped Ohos, huh? Well, Ohos is the parent uh, company. company name, but Ria is our the product. more public name. Yeah. Mm, okay. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, who you worked for in the past, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> All right. I'm the online marketing manager slash chief blogger here at uh, Ria. I am originally from Canada. I just recently came from Toronto. Previous to that, I was in Calgary. I've uh, worked... For many different types of companies, this is my first technology company. I used to work a lot in beverages, beer, actually, (laughs) (laughs) and coolers. I worked at advertising agencies back in Calgary. Then I opened my own, Rogue Strategies. What what kind of beer? um, (laughs) Big Rock beer. I don't think they have it in the States yet. It's very good. Yeah, and then I moved to Toronto with my business uh, and ended up being acquired, I guess, by my one of my biggest clients, the Human Resources Professionals Association of Ontario, HRPAO. I worked as their online marketing manager for two and a half years there. Cool. So you majored in marketing college. I guess, how long ago was that, and was there any focus on the web as a medium? I graduated around seven years ago, I guess. It was still pretty young. So there were some some classes that were mixed in that were talking about technology and culture more than technology as a medium for marketing. I did actually originally go into university to take computer science, though. My cool. first year was uh, computer science. Thought that's what I wanted to do, and I just found my marketing and communications classes uh, a lot more interesting. Not that programming isn't; it's just I've, I had a passion for marketing, so I uh, switched over to that. So there, that's sort of like the web background, and I ended up designing websites for various different clubs and organizations because of that background. How does everybody end up designing websites? I mean, I started um, off life as a chemist, and. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's just meant natural, to be. Yeah, natural progression, I think. It's just like it's web designers, dime a dozen. <laughs> uh, that's funny. So, uh, like, what, what kind of clubs, associations did you do websites for? Uh, the Native Students Association, the Students Union. I was part of a sorority, Alpha Omicron Pi, and I did their some of their stuff as well. So. Uh. So we can go see all this on on the web. Uh, it's great that's, work. Right? No, that's a, that's around anymore. Much better <laughs> web designers took over for me, over for me after uh, after I left. So, mm. one of the things that you've talked about on your blog is guerrilla marketing, and that's something that Chris and I we've never discussed on the show. But him and I have certainly had a lot of offline discussions about it. Things like blog posting, uh, technorati tagging, controversial posts. Just all kinds of stuff. Give us your definition of this new technique and things that you would consider along those lines. Guerrilla marketing's been my passion from the beginning. I think around the time that I was, just right after I graduated, the Clue Train Manifesto was published online and I read it. And that sort of gave me my basis to my philosophy and more organic approach to marketing, which is also named guerrilla marketing. My definition of guerrilla would be like any sort of non-traditional 
approach to getting the word out. So it could encompass, you know, way beyond the web itself. And actually, we're, we're in a really interesting time because the medium is so hot. But uh, when I was running Rogue Strategy, the web was just sort of like a side medium. It was like adjunct to a larger program that would include a lot of sort of the street guerrilla, sort of the, what you think about when you think about guerrilla, like on the street and talking to individuals and running contests. Yeah, all the sort of the non-traditional types of marketing. Anything that doesn't involve a big media buy. I think sort of falls into the guerrilla marketing category that requires more legwork, less money. Do you have any um, specific examples of it? I know Josh and I actually came up, I just brought up my little list here. Um, we actually came up with a list of things that we found to, to actually be working, like um, going in and digging your own blog, <laughs> adding your post to Delicious. <laughs> and uh, go in and claim your blog in Technorati and, and you know, always make sure you're part of Technorati. Shoot, even open source one of your projects. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there's a fine line between guerrilla marketing and spamming <laughs> in that case. It has to be real as mm-hmm. well. I'm certainly digging and you know, gaming me Miranda and everything that I've been known <laughs> to also do helps get you exposure, but you're not going to truly see anything come up your seating without... Uh, real content. Yeah, real content, exactly. If you're looking for examples of that, I think unintentional Robert Scoble has been a really great example of how blogs work really well for company image. I don't think he was ever intending it to be a guerrilla marketing technique, but certainly his readership has grown because he's not afraid to question Microsoft policy and direction and interact with the public. It's the public face, right? Right. Yeah. You know, actually, um, one of the things that just happened, uh, Microsoft released the SSE standard yeah, yeah. that they've been working on. Chris and I certainly were kind of astounded that they released it as open source. That uh, is certainly a change that, that we're happy to see come out of uh, Ray Ozzie joining Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it is changing the organization, absolutely. Sort of the basis of Clu- the Clutrain manifesto as well is that the change should come from bottom up rather than top down, from outside in. It's, it's a great example of how that's, how that's happening. Yeah, it's definitely happening in this case. Yeah, that way. yeah. Well, they have to. It's, the message is loud and clear in the market, right? I guess to tie this into Web 2.0, um, do you feel these new marketing ideas are essential for a successful Web 2.0 startup? Uh, absolutely. I mean, first of all, gone are the days of the first bubble where there seemed to be endless amounts of money. I mean, although there's there are a few examples that we cringe at, even in this time period. Um, <laughs> we're looking at leaner, meaner startups based on more of that, of the open source, more of the base of technology helping the community and bringing people closer together online mm-hmm. rather than it being about the stock market buying stocks in you know Nortel or any of these any of the startups back when uh, and making a buck yes yeah. I think it's shifted quite a bit you have to have that more human face in your marketing techniques I mean if we ran out tomorrow and bought a New York Times full page ad certainly it would bring us traffic but we would also be under a lot of scrutiny for it mm-hmm. it's that economy thing that's going on right the power of the individual consumers to say listen what you're putting out there seems like more hype than reality sort of thing. yeah it definitely seems 
it seems like bloggers are the early adopters, and if uh, and if a mm-hmm. Web 2.0 service were to gauge in that kind of frivolous spending, I think they'd be brought to task on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We always hear a lot of stats about bloggers and the amount of blogs that are out there. I think Technorati is now this up to 22 million, but there's there are a lot more people that are reading blogs too that don't have blogs themselves, and RSS has become a lot more common, and I think will grow to take on the same sort of role as email does for the day-to-day person. So. Oh, who was that? Someone actually mentioned. Was it you who mentioned that you you know you almost don't even use email anymore? It was somebody's yeah. blog post where it's like you use Flickr to keep your pictures and you update yeah, everybody with your blog post. Ah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. Very funny. Yeah. How did you get the nickname of Miss Rogue? <laughs> well, it comes from my company, Rogue Strategies. But uh, Rogue Strategies was named because of several reasons. One, I'm a bit of a geek, so I liked comic books growing up. And one of my favorite characters was Rogue of the X-Men. A very torn, troubled character. Heart of gold, though. Also, just because of my style of uh, my marketing philosophy, I guess, is very uh, roguish. So I named my company Rogue Strategies. When I moved to Toronto, <laughs> I guess anybody can perform a Google search on Miss Rogue and come up with part of one, one of the campaigns that I ran in Toronto. It was called Cream Soda Funk, and I ended up becoming a DJ, a uh, disco DJ, <laughs> and that was just my DJ name, and it stuck with me ever since. So. Wow, cool. Yeah. Actually, I did want to ask you, it's funny, in that post, I believe it was uh, called My So-Called Online Life. Yeah. You talk a little bit about, I believe you mentioned the Brat Pack 2.0. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell us what that's about. Well, the more, I guess coming from the outside into this wonderful world, I've just been bowled over by the amount of young people with passion and talent that, that are really striving to affect change. And while that is happening, we're all bonding in like really amazing ways and a bonding not only offline, like traditional human beings would do, but also through these various different online mediums. And so we're recording our lives. And what I wanted to do with the Brat Pack 2.0 is to aggregate all of that information, perhaps create a documentary or document it in, in such a way that future generations, you could look back and you could see a really beautiful 360-degree picture of our group and what we were trying to accomplish and if we have accomplished that which I really hope we have sort of like turn of the century salons in Europe with the real change we're going on at that time that's a very cool idea I'll uh, certainly be interested to see how that turns out yeah, well, you know, it was, you know, the modernist move to the turn of the century and yeah, in the salon. For me, I just see this as a similar kind of time. And once again, it's like 100 years later, there are a lot of people with a lot of passion, and I want to record that. Cool. Tell us a little more about Raya and what you guys are working on and trying to do there. Yeah, well, uh, Ria's is photo search. It's a space that has really lacked, I think. The way that we, we search text pretty much a given, but nobody really before has come up with a way to search inside the JPEG. As our lives grow more and more digital, we amass major amounts of JPEGs on our hard drives and on various photo services. Uh, I think we lose a lot of our memories through it. It used to be we put photos in photo albums, you put them on the shelf, you label them. If, you know, if you're organized like that and uh, or we have slideshows that sort of thing now for every one printed photograph that you would have taken 
I've, people take, you know, 20 of <laughs> that moment. Manjiao uh, Shah, our CEO, uh, he experienced this because he's a fairly new father and had like 30,000 photos of his son, Devin, and just started thinking, how am I going to find those photos that I'm looking for and with everything labeled DCS009.jpg, right? I know. I have a ton of photos, and it's just it's ridiculous. I need to go through and name them all. <laughs> yeah, and it takes time. And then Flickr came along and added tagging to the mix, and it's amazing. I mean, I, I'm a pro user there, and as you know from my posts, I have a lot of fun there, and it's a great community. But it does rely a lot on people's individual tagging. And right. we still run out of time to do that. So Manja wanted to come up with a way that you could hack the JPEG, you know. And that's so he got together with really brilliant Stanford PhD, uh, Barack Okturk, who has been working on bringing computer vision to the consumer market. They created RIA that effectively hacks the JPEG and auto-tags the mundane for you. So the names folders that you originally store them in if, if you're that organized and text it it finds within the photos in the future we're looking at geotagging so um, there's all sorts of possibilities of that time spanning tag spanning and then of course you can add your own tags to give it more of that folksonomy feel and search them it's hmm. very cool yeah. so is this more this is more consumer oriented as opposed to uh, big brother government stuff right yes absolutely and uh, sure sure right <laughs> <laughs> well I mean, we have security measures set up for sure it's not powerful but it's not the way that we uh, create the digital signatures on each photo or each face it doesn't allow for somebody to say stalk you take a photo of you and then find out everything that you're doing uh, and I maintain that a lot of us are living our lives really openly online already it's mm -hmm. pretty simple to find out uh, you just go to my upcoming or my Flickr profile and my blog and you, <laughs> you, it's pretty easy to be uh, to be found anyway <laughs> yeah. very true yeah. uh, have you guys taken a look I know uh, at Mechanical Turk the Amazon web service that just came out Yes, it's very exciting. And actually, uh, Jeff Barr and I are going to be talking once we get through the launch here about partnering up. It's definitely a service that we could use to make our search more effective. And also, as far as, I guess, the whole monetizing bit, there, there could be synergies there. So Yeah, it, it, it's definitely interesting. I mean, uh, we were checking it out the other night, and it seems like one of the major uses of it right now is actually going through photos and trying to identify storefronts, stuff mm -hmm. like that, right in photographs. Similar concept, I yeah, guess. Yeah, like, except you did that mechanical trick, you have the human beings tagging it for you, and, it, and it's really a, an amazing idea. And when I, I saw him present at uh, Seattle Mind Camp when I was up there, and instantly yeah, I saw the definite parallel between our companies and yeah. what we're trying to accomplish. Cool stuff. So, we have to ask... <laughs> Are the Google rumors true? <laughs> well, yeah, I can't answer that because if I answer in the affirmative and it's true, I'd be in trouble. But if I answered in the negative, then I would kill the rumor and then uh, I would have killed my, my own buzz that uh, is out there. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but our traffic would shoot through the roof. <laughs> well, okay, if you say it, I'll bleep it out. I'll... I'll just blurb it out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> we should. We'll stick a blurb in right here where I'm talking. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> music overlay. Yeah. 
We're so evil. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I guess you can't really answer the next one either. As the marketing guru, did you leak the story yourself to generate buzz? Are you leading me? I think you're leading me. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, boy, it'd be an interesting strategy, wouldn't it? <laughs> Yes, it would be. (laughs) Uh, You you know what? Actually, hold on. I'm I'm in Chris Messina right now to send you to take you a six pack of beer. (laughs) (laughs) You mentioned that your title is uh, chief blogger. So, what does that entail besides well, blogging? (laughs) Blogging? Yeah, it also. I mean, it entails blogging, reading a lot of blogs, keeping my finger on the pulse of the blogosphere, finding out who's saying what about Ria, either you know commenting or you know just gathering that feedback and information that's out there. It's kind of, I, I wrote a post a while ago saying that the new PR is BR, Blogosphere Relations, <laughs> and just sort of how you manage that. It's a combination of both push, like seeding information out there, as well as just doing the legwork to pull the information in, mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, it's, it's, it's very organic. Every time I try to describe what I do to people, they sort of start to go cross-eyed. Because it's, there's, there's never just one strategy for every company. thought about writing a book someday and thought, wow, it would really sound schizophrenic because it's, it really is individual for each company and each market that you're dealing with. And the blogosphere isn't necessarily going to be right for every product either. Actually, now that I think about it, when I hit up these new services, actually, that's one of the thing, first things I look for is the blog and to see mm. what the actual developers and you know the internal people are saying about the application. Yeah. Technology, it's, it, it is important because it, I guess it's more of a personal medium. I think about, you know, back, back to the me economy, the power of us, the word of mouth. We tend to, I think, have an innate trust for a human voice more than corporate spun mm-hmm. voice now. So an employee-driven blog with information that hasn't been uh, pushed through you know, various different channels and departments to make sure it's well-polished and saying the right thing, is it feels more real and reliable for yeah. sure. Yeah. And even... Um like Scoble. I know Scoble mentions Google all the time. I believe he actually prefers it. Yeah. And, and one has to wonder how the, the MS team, the MSN team feels about that. Well, yeah, his son's, his son's constantly talking about his iPod and Apple. <laughs> so <laughs> I think they just bought him a Mac and he blogs about it all the time. So. Wow. Uh, yeah, definitely. You get to see that uh, human voice, and you see. I mean, it's interesting the level of transparency that we're expecting now. I wonder where it could go. You know, from here. Yeah, I know that's that's actually something Chris and I have been talking a lot about uh, with our our hosting company, uh, Steel Pixel. We uh, we've been working on creating the new face on it and the the new copyright, you know, we're setting it up so that you can call us on our cell phone to get hosting support anytime you need it, Mm. that type of thing. Just more down-to-earth, more a human face. Yeah, absolutely. The problem is, is it, we haven't really tested it, tested its scalability. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that's definitely something I worry about yeah, so, when I'm handing out my cell phone number. Yeah, yeah. If that was your strategy and then you grew to a million customers, you would go crazy. You wouldn't be able to keep up and actually probably but, end up being worse. But that's kind right. of one of the ideas, though, is that it's okay to stay small. Like 37 yes. Signals has refused. Small is the new big. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, we don't want to be big. We just want to be good. And Absolutely. just enough to have, do what we love to do every day, and yeah. no more. Our community, for sure, is that model is, this is good, small is the new big, yeah, don't be big, be good. We still have to, there still has to be a wider adoption in the business world. So you still see a lot of the business success stories that are out there are the big, giant companies, right? And still, the general feeling in the business world is market share has to be enormous in order to call it a success story, right? Fortune 500s and that sort of thing. I think we're going to eventually move towards the model of the smaller but better organization, though. Yeah, there's just too much changing right now for, mm -hmm. you know, the business rules not to at least partially change. Yeah. Well, then we, we can move. We can be a lot more spry. We can really respond to customer needs. I mean, I look at Flickr, and they started out as the, what is it, the game never ending, the Slash-based interactive world, and Flickr itself was this sort of adjunct to it. But they they were small enough that they were able to realize that the community that they were building was actually with the photo site. <laughs> And then the delicious thing was coming up and they were small enough to realize, hey, this tagging bit, you know, and integrating the delicious sort of degenerate tagging structure is, is really catching on with that community. And, yeah, as you get bigger, I think it's harder to move that quickly. Yeah. Look, look at how many online writing applications there are. And yeah. Microsoft, king of the office application, has nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll certainly start to see changes out of Microsoft, though. I mean, just going back to that Ray Ozzy thing, that's something they've only been working on for a couple of weeks from the sounds of his blog post. Mm -hmm. And SSE, they were able to just turn that around and spit it right back out without much effort yeah. from the sounds of it. The only thing I worry about with these big companies getting into those sort of pieces is that they're not not—they're still not paying attention to what's happening in the community. I mean, there are organizations that have been working on that the same same issue i think of like microformats yeah. and the work that they've done and collaborated on with a lot of really brilliant people is ignored in the work that microsoft's doing and what would so we'll just create all these different structures out there and throw it back into chaos why not work with what the community is building and that's where you know i think microsoft missed its mark with SSE. Well, I, I don't think they've missed the mark. I think that's something Chris and I were just talking about, I think it was yesterday or two days ago, yeah. how to work SSE in with microformats to get synchronizing between blogs yeah, as far as calendars and contacts go. Because mm -hmm. yeah. uh, that's something we're, we're trying to work into agenda. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and that will be, the, I think, the true test. If they do, if that if that becomes the, the direction that they're heading and they do work with uh, these community organizations, that's fantastic. Well, I mean, I guess it is built on RSS, which is, you know, yeah. Dave Weiner's baby. Right, So right. in that way, and raise new blood to Microsoft anyway, so. Yeah. Changes are coming. Yes. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope that they're, um, that, what was that, Bill Gates' nice big PowerPoint presentation with uh, showing all the, the new live services. I'm afraid that that's just uh, a lot of FUD to kind of, chill people from trying to enter the web, you know, the web service space. Yeah. Well, you know, people going, well, 
screw it. I'm not going to put out, well, a calendar, for instance, because Microsoft's just going to take Outlook online. Yeah, yeah, and I, that, and that's sort of what I was getting at. Is fear is that you know these these innovations are going to be sucked up by the bigger companies, and then when there's no more small competition out there, what happens? Could be good. Could be disastrous. Yeah, well, I mean, I think if you look at Confabulator and what they did and how Apple stuck widgets into their OS and kind of killed that market for them, they still jumped over to the PC and uh, still did a great job, and they were bought up by Yahoo. That's true. So That's where being small and agile is. Uh, that's like, oh, well, we'll just um, move in this direction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Cool. So are you going to ask your question, Josh? What's, what's the question? Oh, come on, the one you ask at the end of every show? <laughs> oh, oh yes, that that one question. <laughs> so, uh, are you? No, no, I'm just kidding. I was going to ask if you're dating Chris Messina. <laughs> oh, does you not go there? <laughs> you don't. You don't have to answer that one. Um, so, uh, is is there any big secret news of besides Google, of course, that you want to reveal right here on the show? Oh yeah, you're looking for the big scoop, huh? Um, That's right. Well, besides yet. besides Google. Um, oh, let's see. Big secret news. Um, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> One of these days we'll Damn. get someone to fess up. <laughs> Maybe. I doubt it. <laughs> was, there, uh, was there anything else you wanted to mention? Projects you're working on? Anything like that? Um, no, the Brat Pack is... Uh, I'm glad you guys asked about that because it's an important project for me. And we have a Flickr photo stream as well as an upcoming org event stream that anybody can feel free posting to for those types of events and it's not only the bay area it's you know anywhere that you have oh there's a cat <laughs> yeah, uh, <anywhere>. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's alive yay cat. he um, likes to participate yeah, yeah. I'm leaving that one in for the show notes. <laughs> so, um, actually, I did want to ask you if um, this Brat Pack thing was very localized to the Bay Area, because there does seem to be some, oh, well, Web 2.0 is the Bay Area. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, well, I want to spread it beyond that, because we have, with the blogosphere, we have a lot of interaction that goes way beyond the Bay Area. Of course, I think it's still focused in towards the Bay Area, just because of the level of activity and sort of we have a, the cluster, or we like to call it the echo chamber here. <laughs> so um, <laughs> definitely we have already, you know, a lot of interest. You know, Richard McManus has joined as well as Ben Barron. I'm not sure if you've ever read his blog. No, but, I've never heard of Ben. Oh, you've got to check out Ben Barron. He's, have you ever, you, I mean, you know the supercilious guys, right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, Ben's like snark times ten of what uh, <laughs> what they put out there. Yeah, so they're not. And Richard and Ben are in Australia, and you know we have Canadian members now. So I'm hoping to get that out. A yeah. Lot. So Chris and I will just start tagging all their stuff with Brad Pack. <laughs> yes. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and it, I mean, it really is. It's it's just it's a project to record what's happening right now, just in case it have what it so happens that we do change the world you know i don't know what that looks like but just just in case <laughs> cool. cool yeah all right well thanks for uh, coming on the show yeah, we well, thank, appreciate it thanks for having me i'm excited to be here Excellent. and next time you're in the area definitely we'll take you about and get to meet you in person yeah we, can we get one of the one of your cool business cards with the oh, drawing yeah, on the back the, uh, yeah i was you got I some more of my blog yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. So I get to meet you, McLeod, actually, uh, next <laughs> week or the week after next when I go to Lay Blog. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, if if the Google room is true, not true, you're going to come on here and announce it first, right? <laughs> oh, you guys will get the inside scoop on whatever. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Tara. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Ciao. This has been a Steel Pixel production. For more information about Steel Pixel, you can check out steelpixel.com. Or for more information about the show, feel free to check out web20show.com. That's W-E-B-2-0-S-H-O-W.com.